Hello, everybody. This is Paul Crawford, and welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business podcast. I'm on with Robert Diaz, founder and CEO of Extreme Websites. Thank you so much, Robert, for being in the show. I appreciate it. How are you? I'm good, Paul. Pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. And Robert, can you tell us about the history and background of your business? Yes, uh, we've been in business for 12 years now. Um, been a long trajectory. We started all focusing on um, on web design mainly, and uh, that that was a uh, that was always our focus initially. Uh, but after the sixth year or so, we started to realize that even if um, the client had a, an exceptional website that we created. That wasn't going to be enough for them to to get all the traffic that they needed. So then, when we started to realize that they actually needed uh, they needed marketing, they needed more services in addition to just the website. And that's when we started to to pivot into helping them with marketing services as well. Awesome. And can you walk us through about your overall business strategy for extreme websites? Yeah, so- when we started, um, as mentioned, our main focus was um, for, the, for the business to have their online presence. Uh, we realized that uh, there were many small businesses that, you know, they've been in, they were in business for 10, even 20 years, and they had a good, uh, good history, but their online brand did not reflect that. You know, and we saw that a lot, and they, they couldn't compete uh, with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their peer because their peer may, may have had uh, like two two years in the business, yeah, uh, in the industry, but and you know, they had a great website, and and that their customers prefer them over the over the one that had the longest projector that didn't have an online brand. So we we always helped our clients with that. They always saw a huge um, uh, change, you know, before and after after we launched. So. That was uh, that was always our focus, but like I said, the sixth or seventh year, we started to realize that um, there was a huge disconnect in the industry, and uh, yes. the clients that came in with us, a lot of them, you know, I would say that the vast majority of our clients that come to us, they already have a website, but their website mm-hmm. is not performing. It doesn't uh, doesn't give them the results that they're that they're after. So when they came to us, we helped them with the site, but then we also realized that you know, they had all these tools on the site to help them with you know, their productivity, to help them with their sales, to help them with their marketing. And yeah. uh, most of the times the CEOs, they wouldn't have a clue like how to use those, those software. Uh, they delegated it to someone else. They were underutilizing it. They were overpaying for software. They were burdened with uh, with the management, having to manage all these different softwares, and uh, because of that, you know, they were dropping the ball in terms of like the the follow up. So after we launched our our marketing services, um, whether yes. whether it's pay ads or SEO, local SEO, we realized that we were sending all these leads to clients. But mm-hmm. they were dropping the ball completely. Like you know, they were bombarded <laughs> with with calls, they were bombarded with with leads, but mm-hmm. they didn't know how to properly follow up. And a lot of times, yeah, you know, they called us and like, what happened? And we looked at their 
their stats and they're like, no, you're dropping the ball. You know, we're doing our job. Correct. So at that point is when we realized that, you know, we really needed to uh, help them with that part as well. And uh, that's when we studied the industry and we realized that there was a huge disconnect between agencies and software. Does, uh, does, like in your case, have you had that experience uh, with with other interviewers that work with clients in terms of that? Like some of them, they just focus on software, some of them and others, they just focus on services, but there's none that, that, that kind of, they do both right. Have you had that experience? Yes. In your case? Yeah. So that, we saw that a lot as well. Awesome. And I'm really happy you guys are doing that one for all of your um, clients, um, Robert. And now I just wanted to ask you this. Regarding with this, I know there's a lot of um, changes time to time or year, um, every year. How you guys adapted to these changes in your industry, you know, over the years, you know, 13 years as the founder and CEO of Extreme Website. How yeah, you guys adapted to it? That's a very good question. I mean, I've I've always been uh, I've always loved technology. I've always uh, adapted to technology. That's uh, yeah. I don't I don't see that as a job. I've always loved latest and greatest tech for right. for ourselves, for hmm. myself, for our company, and also for our clients. So since the very beginning, I've always been uh, that's always been our focus to make sure that we deliver. Uh, not only the best results, but we always utilize the the best technology for our clients. So, as obviously as time evolves, technology is one of the things that changes more more rapidly than anything else. So every every new advent of technology, I've always been at the forefront. You know, that's something that uh, you know I I read, I I learn literally every day uh, to make sure that we always keep. Uh, uh, stay ahead of of the tech curve, and we always you know implement it internally, implement uh, mm-hmm. those processes internally, and then we always um, I'm always asking myself you know how can we deliver a better result for a cheaper cost or in a more mm-hmm. effective way for our customers. That's always been our focus in terms of having that um, that customer experience be at the forefront of our of our lead. And uh, and that's what we've done throughout the years. And I think that's what's what that's what has allowed us to um, you know to to gradually change and adapt while others have you know have stayed with their modern operandi and they've died because they haven't Correct. adapted. You're right. And I know um over the years, um, you know, the changes in the technologies. I hear you or I can feel you um, about it that we wanted to, you know, be more, um, if there will be some new trending um, technologies right now, we wanted to be updated to it, right? Uh, Especially uh, nowadays. And now, um, Robert, I wanted to ask you, during your, um, you know, growing up your business, do you have any specific tactics or tools that you can share? to our yeah. listeners that's really effective in growing your business? 
Yeah, definitely. I would start off with with this advice that has helped us a lot. And I don't think you this is this is as common uh, in the industry. I don't know if you've heard this before, but see, a lot of companies when they start off, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, the CEOs they focus on you know fast growth. You know they want fast right. results. And you know, how can I grow? How can I scale uh, as soon as possible? And <laughs> the although you know that's a great. Um, that's an important factor in your company uh, in terms of having that growth mindset. You cannot have the short-term mentality because when you have that, it's it's gonna you're gonna end up taking some shortcuts. Number Correct. one, and when you do that, um, I see it all the time. A lot of companies that uh, kind of like competitors of mine that started off, you know, with me early on. I would say like sixty percent of them are not in the market anymore. And they were bigger than me, and they were there before than, than our company before we started. But I think the reason why um, we surpassed them is because they were always just focused on that, you know, on having how can I go from from fifty clients to five hundred clients. Yeah, and they focus all their efforts into marketing, you know, to having those ads, having people come in, and they put all their efforts in their you know their presentations, their their webinars. And having clients pay for the service, but then that's it. So they yes. completely forgot or dropped the ball significantly in terms of providing that customer experience after the fact. So when you have that, you have companies that you know you see all the time. They have you look at their numbers, and then they you see that curve over here, and then that this is what they sell you on. This is what they tell the investors and and then the, and the public. But what they don't tell you is that. You know, the, the retention rate is sucks. Yeah. Right. The, the clients they they uh, the customer service is poor. Um, Correct. Because they don't pay attention to that. They're uh, they have too much customer service because the client is kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know they don't know what's next. They don't have specific procedures. They don't have client education uh, in right. their processes. So the clients stay with them. You know, three six months, hopefully up to a year. Right, and I always felt it inside that um, that that wasn't going to be uh, that wasn't going to be our case. Client satisfaction has always been our main priority, and Correct. at the at the sacrifice initially of our growth because we didn't really grow as fast as we could have because we were investing the majority of our time and resources. Into, into solidifying that client experience. Like I always ask myself, how can I, how can I make the client experience superb at every stage of the game? Not only after they buy, but before they buy, once they, they purchase, during the, the build out of, of our projects, of our web design, of our, of our campaigns, uh, make sure the clients are educated, Make sure the client is followed up on. Right. You know, those things, they take time. They take effort. But they pay off in a big time. So that's what I would, uh, one of the things that I would uh, definitely um, advise uh, up-and-coming CEOs in whatever company you're in. Mm-hmm. That's pretty um, brilliant, Robert, customer satisfaction. And now, um, I know how to, I don't know how to ask this question, but this is pretty um, interesting. You know, three years ago, right? I, I, if you remember, three years ago. Now, um, can you talk about like 
for the, this is the question. Can you talk about any challenges or obstacles that you face in your business and how you overcome them, especially three years ago? You know, yes. um, COVID. That's a good point. So we won't mention the name, but, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the thing that changed the world three years ago. Um, yeah, actually, that uh, that impacted us uh, as well. It, and obviously not as not as much as other industries because we were not uh, we were not all focused on a on a physical like one on one with clients. We always had our our one on ones, you know, virtually. Or like our industry is digital. So mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years, uh, I I mean, I always knew that uh, even since uh, since we started, like over ten years ago, I always hated papers. I always hated like uh, line of work, anything that would be considered inefficient, I hate. And we always created protocols, created procedures to have everything everything initially digitally and then after the fact to have as much as possible automated. Okay, so when the uh, this, uh, this situation came in on 2020 that disrupted the entire world, um, mm-hmm. it, it didn't this it didn't affect us as much internally, but it affected mm-hmm. us indirectly because you know our cl- our clients were affected. Yes. So, so so a lot of clients for you know they simply couldn't they wanted to do business and they were they were willing to 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 be in business and market, but they 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 couldn't. So we saw a, you know, a significant drop with our with our uh, customer base because of that. So at that point, we had to change a couple of things. So number one, we had to diversify in, in the industries that we serve. So because before we mainly focus on small service-based businesses, and mm-hmm. we realized that a lot of the, this type of businesses were you know, the most affected by the, by the pandemic situation. So we pivoted to uh, helping e-commerce, and we invested a lot more in our infrastructure, in our in our in our e-commerce offerings to allow to allow people that were also changing industries, you know, that they couldn't do their service. Now they realize that the internet was uh, the way to go, and they want to start their e-commerce. So we uh, we made our e-commerce uh, offer a lot more uh, compelling and complete. And since then, and it's been our, it's been uh, one of our number one uh, best sellers in terms of our 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 marketing packages, the, the e-commerce industry. So that's one thing that that um, that changed significant significantly since then. And the other thing that uh, I would also again advise up and coming entrepreneurs is to focus on procedures. Focus on yeah. your product because uh, when you have these procedures, when when you get this type of things that uh, that are gonna affect your business, mm-hmm. you're you're less at risk of of losing what you have. Um, my motto is: if I do something twice, I have to automate. That's my motto. I don't like to do anything twice because I think that's redundant. And, and that's inefficient. So everything that I do repeatedly, I create my own protocols for myself first, and then I take those protocols and I pass it on to my team 
so mm -hmm. they can so they can follow it and even make it better. That's the only way for you as a CEO to you know to escape that you know you having to be there all the time to do everything yourself. So because a lot of times most the CEOs they don't want to delegate because they're like oh I don't know if it's that is if it's gonna be done right, right? So the way you combat that is simply okay do it right yourself. Put it in a protocol. Put it in a in a as uh, SOP, uh, standard operating procedure, and then delegate that yeah. to someone else. That way you don't have to worry because you know that they're going to follow what you follow. Yes, and right. a lot of times you realize that they, they make it better if you have a good team. So, right. yeah, we have hundreds of, of SOPs internally for, mm -hmm. for, for our team. And we've also, we also have hundreds of training tutorials for our clients mm -hmm. because uh, tra training, it's uh, it's really important. If you have an educated client, you yep. have a better one. Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, Robert. And now um, I have another question here. Do you, can you share any uh, metrics or KPIs you use to measure the success of your business? Yes. So um, going back to what I said depending on what you focus on, because the KPIs have a lot to do with what you focus on. And initially, I, I shared that client satisfaction was was uh, our main focus. So I let, I let my business success be guided by that because mm -hmm. we, can, we can grow and we can scale uh, as much as possible. And, and that's the stage that we're in right now, the, the scaling process. But up to this point, I've always been guided by the client satisfaction KPIs. So the type of KPIs we're talking about is number one: how long does the um, well the, the client satisfaction after the we launch their their website or marketing? So every every project right at launch, we um, we get very detailed feedback from mm -hmm. our clients in terms of not only their project but their experience with us. We take that very, very seriously. Um, also, the, the the overall client satisfaction, and that translates to good reviews, which for for we've been uh, we've built um, near perfect trajectory in our mm -hmm. in our online uh, review platforms. That's a testament of you know of what I'm talking about. Um, another important KPI is also how long does the client. The, the average client stays with you or the churn rate. Right. So in, in, in our case, our average client stays with us three and a half years. So that's really unheard of in, the, in, in our industry. Usually a client stays like six months or average a year, but no more than that. We have clients, uh, and that's the average, I mean, the a good portion of our clients have been with us way over five years. So when you have a client, and when you're an agency, you have a client that has has stayed with you for that long, uh, that long time, uh, with all the changes and with hun mm -hmm. with hundreds of other companies reaching out to them on a daily basis. You know the, the fact that they stay with you for so many years, that says a lot about you. And for me, having having that. Um, satisfied client that is translated into you know to to selling more services or as we have more services you know it's easy for 
for them to adapt that and also for us to to grow. So yeah, those are the the most important KPIs right now because in terms of uh, growth APIs for us, I mean it's really easy. I mean, nowadays with with the only marketing um, type of campaigns that, that we can uh, that we can deploy, I mean we can we can bombard the internet with in all the platforms, like Google, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. So that's really not an issue for us, not for our clients, but to make sure that that growth is sustained by a very mm -hmm. strong foundation, which is client satisfaction. Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, Robert. And I I know you already um, shared with this one earlier, but can you give us... Um, another more or how do you guys stay up to date with the you know latest trends and development in the industry how you guys do it yeah well um my case everything i, I would say well in our case I, I i think it's different with other companies but everything derives from the ceo mainly in, in you may have some other companies that the ceo is is new to the company you know it's new mm -hmm. to the culture or the ceo uh, it has its uh, its its strong its forties and other things that they're not really good at. My case, as mentioned, I've always loved uh, technology. I've always uh, loved the efficiency that that it brings. So it always starts with me. I I read every day in terms of the new tech developments. I watch uh, videos. With the advent of AI that recently has come into into the game, I was the most excited about that. And um, with AI, we've not only uh, embraced it; I mean, we've literally implemented AI as as of now already into I would mm -hmm. say like forty to fifty percent of our internal processes. So, in terms of our to make our our internal processes faster and more efficient. So we've over we've already implemented AI and we are in the in the midst of implementing it for our clients, uh, for our clients' uh, tools and services that we provide too. So yeah, I mean it's you have no other option. I mean you can stay in business for you know for, for a little bit, but if you don't adapt, it, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy yes. because you know we've You've already invested, you know, tons of time, resources, and money. Let's say into your current infrastructure, right? Correct. But with every new thing, that means that you're gonna have to go back and analyze your your process again and see and have and, and you have to change it. And that again takes time, money, and resources. But if you only focus on that, then you're gonna be reluctant to change. And in my case. In my case, I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how much time we have to invest. We always have to uh, make sure that we're we are the most uh, efficient in our processes internally and for our clients. So I see it as an investment because yeah, right. it takes us away from you know the time uh, to grow, but it's an investment. So if something, let's say, if a task or project right now takes us two days. Right, and we have to invest a month to reduce the two days into half a day. Guess what? I'm gonna do it. Most companies yes. they just focus on the two months they're going to lose, but I focus on the 
on the on the sixty to seventy percent reduction on time that we that we take on that specific task, which does not mm -hmm. allow us to scale even fast. Does that make sense? Yes, really makes sense. And um, Robert, how about this? I know um, you shared some information about also on this one, but can you tell us any partnership and collaboration you form to help to grow your business? Yeah, yeah. Um, partnerships. Uh, I think that depending on what type of partnerships uh, you bring to the table. So, for example, I've, I had uh, I had an initial experience with an actual partner, mm -hmm. and that didn't really go well because. I mean, like it's like a marriage. Uh, you always gonna have problems, and um, and one person usually ends up doing more or devoting more time than the other. So I have I haven't had really good experiences with that type of partnership. But the type of partnerships that we develop are you know technology partners and also contractor partners. So we have we have our internal uh, full time team for our for our project management and for our core, right? But mm -hmm. we also have uh, specific contractors for other type of smaller uh, smaller things that um, that that are not as as uh, as common in our projects. So for example, like a video, having a video app or or a custom graphics. So we have we have a specific contractor that helps us with with our graphics, another contractor that helps us with our video. And you know, the, each contractor is is thoroughly vetted, you know, for their expertise, and they also follow our internal procedures also to make sure that you know they um, that their involvement doesn't affect our our client experience. Awesome, thank you so much for that one, Robert. And now, um, second to the last question, um, I know you provided some advice earlier, but. Can you give us more or what other advice can you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? Yeah, for uh, business owners in our industry, um, I would say uh, it's, it's, it's uh, similar to what I said before, but I'll put it in a, from a different angle. Like, don't just focus on yourself when you're game. You really have to focus on the client. Correct. How can I, how can I deliver more results? How can I make the client experience better? A lot of times, as a CEO, you focus on okay, how can we profit more from the service? How can we, how can we grow more? See, it's a different angle on the questions that you ask yourself. Think that Correct. if you focus on on that first, I'm not saying don't focus on it, but focus on on the client. Uh, aspect first and mm -hmm. then tie it in to your core values tie it in to your uh to your kpis to to your to your goals also um and you'll you'll do yourself a favor when um when you do it also another advice is you need to track uh track your kpis regularly i mean i see a lot of people they you know, they set they say they set a goal and then they may track it uh you know once every two weeks or once a month now I mean especially in the beginning you need to track it almost daily daily your your KPIs you need to track it constantly 
And if you make any change, as small as it is, make sure that you go back and track it. Because a lot of times, again, with the day-to-day, you know, you make changes to your business or you deviate a little bit, but then you forget about the consequences. No, if you make a change, go back, check your KPIs. Okay, you change your price. How did that affect your other factors? Your, uh, you changed an email. You changed an angle. You changed an offer. Whatever you change, make sure that you always go back to your KPIs. Make sure that you're going on the right route. Thank you so much for that one, Robert. So, yeah, I have here um, your last question um, for you. So now if anybody wants to connect or anyone thinking about working with you or partnering with your company, where's the place that they can go or the best way to do that? Yes. So our main website is Extreme with X, uh, X-T-R-E-M-E, ExtremeWebsites.com. Um, if you are, if you want to work with us as a, as a client, you want, if you want us to help you grow, then mm-hmm. sort of work with us that. And then you'll see the different type of um, the different type of projects that we can help you with because we have different uh, different offerings. You know, if you're a small startup, then you'll most likely go to a turnkey website. But if you're an, an established e-commerce, for example, then we have a, a premium e-commerce experience. So depending on on what you want, then um, you'll be taken to a to a, tr- uh, a training portal where you see an overview video again me. Uh, showing you everything about it to make sure that you're properly trained and you know what to expect. And then you can schedule a consultation with uh, with me. So that's if you want us to help you um, with your business. If you want uh, any type of uh, collaboration, um, mm-hmm. maybe as an affiliate or uh, as another type of partner, you can email us at info at extremewebsites.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, Robert. And everyone, another pour of liquid gold that we acquired today from our guest, Robert Diaz. It is really our pleasure having you in the show, Robert. Thank you. And guys, if you made this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you got any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review on where you get the podcast. If there's an, if there's someone in midst of growing their business or you know thinking about starting a business send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learned today and go out implement it execute and let us know how it goes and we want to hear about your wins and above all thanks for um, being with us today robert we appreciate it and guys let us see you on the next one cheers <laughs>